You're listening to Lake Norman Talk with Jonathan Weiner. Unscripted and real conversations with business leaders. Well, we are back on another episode of Lake Norman Talk virtual series, and I'm here with a client, Nicholas Beeman, who is the co-founder and partner at One Team Leadership. Nicholas, thanks for joining me today. Very happy to be here. Very excited. I have to tell you first, um, the very first time we worked together and we set up at Duke Mansion, and you're like a, a professional cinematographer's dream because you're a very talented speaker and presenter. So I just got to sit back and watch you do your thing, and uh, it was awesome. So I got to thank you for that, for making my job easier that day. Yeah, that was a, uh, an important day for us uh, and a fun day for us, and we really relied on you to guide us. And that actually ended up being a portal that day. You shooting that, that video for us was really a portal into where our business is today, where we do a lot of things that are digital and video and on-demand stuff. Uh, and our work with you allowed us to see the power and the potential of it. So it was a pretty cool day. Yeah. And fast forward to a few years later now, we think we did another project with you and then I'm working with your team now. By the way, you, it seems like you only hire rock stars, but shout out to Kelly and Jocelyn and Jacqueline, of course. They are just great to work with and I'm looking forward to continuing to work with you guys. You're incredible. So let's talk about you. Um, for those out there that haven't heard of One Team Leadership or Nicholas Beeman, give us an overview on your background and what your company does, please. So uh, One Team Leadership, and uh, hence the name, just given the name, you know we care about a couple of things. One is we care about all things leadership. We're fascinated by it, what allows someone to really be an effective, powerful, dynamic leader. And obviously we care about all things team. Uh, what makes some teams highly effective but not healthy or vice versa. So team leadership and culture are kind of what we call the three realms of, uh, of, of leading. Uh, our firm uh, here in Charlotte, North Carolina, have two other business partners, and as you mentioned, some of the incredible team members that we have uh, uh, in doing the work. Yeah, so, you know, I always find it fascinating when I talk to somebody that had success in corporate, which I believe you did. You were a senior executive in the banking field, um, and then you went out and you're an entrepreneur all the way, and I can relate to that. What was your biggest motivation in making that transition at that time? Well, it's, it's, it's you know, actually... Well, there's some irony to me being an entrepreneur. Uh, I worked in corporate America for 20 years, big commercial bank, a couple hundred thousand people, the whole deal, pretty traditional upbringing from associate up. Uh, and I was one of these guys who always said, I'm a corporate guy. I do my best work in a corporate environment. I'm not like my friends who are entrepreneurs. So to be an entrepreneur and love the environment, there's a little bit of irony in that for me. But uh, I, I made this transition. Really, the idea for it uh, started when I was at the McCall School getting my MBA. I was in that program, and that program is a wonderful program. Uh, and it really focuses on leadership. That's kind of their thing and being an entrepreneur, even if you're inside of a corporation thinking like an entrepreneur. So I was just kind of in that water for a couple of years and the thought occurred to me, wow, what if uh, 
being in a bank environment, being in a corporate environment, what if there's something on the other side of that? So that's when the idea first came to me. Uh, and then through a series of kind of, kind of personal realizations and two by fours, quite honestly, uh, from a life perspective, uh, I got real serious about helping people in a different way. Yeah. And I, I also find it interesting too. And I want to talk about because of our experience with you guys on the healthcare side of things. So um, we did a bunch of filming with a bunch of physicians and I want to ask you, what was that motivation? Cause you came from banking. So how did you identify healthcare as a, as a main niche in your firm? Very good. So that was not the plan. And uh, our organization works now with you know, organizations from lots of different industries. The healthcare piece started with one physician. And I met this physician, Dr. Tom Jenicky, uh, because I was coaching his son in baseball. And he was one of those dads that loves baseball, which means every time I was working with his son, he would stay. And we just started chatting. And one day I asked him what he did. He said, I'm a physician. He asked me what I did. I said, we do leadership team and culture. And, uh, you know, just kind of idle chit chat. Then a few months later, he asked me again. And uh, he said, I really feel like I might need some conversations. I'm getting into a point in my career where I'm doing a lot of leadership. And by the way, I'm starting to wear out. Being a doctor can be really challenging. So I started to executive coach him and that was how we ended up now doing more than eight years of work in healthcare. And it's still a very big part of our firm. And as you know, that industry, uh, one is going through a tremendous amount of disruption, uh, but also it's an industry that uh, from a leadership team and culture perspective, they're having to reinvent many of the ways in which they operate. Yeah. Um... I always I found it because I'm recording this and I'm listening to these physicians talk and like you got these highly successful, you know, people in life and all walks of life, but they need help. They need like they need balance. And I, you know, it's, it was recording. We're listening. So we're listening to the content coming out of you. Uh, and it's just I'm learning. I'm learning that. Wow. It doesn't matter how successful you are or what you've done. Everybody needs help in, in the areas that you provide, especially resiliency, I think is I must have heard that word. A lot. So talk about how resiliency uh, affects you in one team leadership in terms of what you're trying to do to either grow your organization or uh, continue to grow your people. Well, let's just think about this for a second. So whether it is a, <clears throat> a physician, someone in healthcare, um, the, the common thread really is not the healthcare piece, although that is a unique in very, very intense environment. The common thread, and I know you can relate to this, the common thread is the high achieving part. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a kind of an archetype of person that is very committed to achievement, whether it is achievement in terms of making a difference or achievement of climbing the corporate ladder or financially, but just achieving driven. And sometimes, you know, if you get out of balance with the what we call sometimes the, the doing side of yourself versus the being side of yourself, core, what matters most, meaning, purpose in life, then things can get difficult. 
So I'm sure you see this in many of the clients that you work with and perhaps even have seen it or dealt with it within yourself where you get into hyperdrive and sometimes some of the more important things in life get put to the back burner. Have you experienced this during oh, your career? For sure, for sure. Um, I think a lot of times, I think the takeaway uh, is that if, if, if you can have like self-perception and realize it, you may not be able to solve the problem even on your own. So that's where like, just on the health and fitness side, we talked about this, I think when I first met you, like I have a team, I have a wellness advisory board. So I think every business owner should have an executive coach or a, a, a board of advisors that they can go to that's going to, you know, sh shoot straight with them and help them, you know, see things that they don't see when they look in the mirror sometimes. So I totally have gone through it. I'm probably going through a little bit of it right now. Uh, to be honest, I'm curious to, to see what you think of that with the current business landscape um, with small, medium sized businesses struggling to make payroll, struggling to cover, you know, normal operating expenses. Um, how are they, you know, how are they handling their business and putting their game face on? What are you seeing out there? With yeah, that? Well, well, a couple of things I'd, I'd point at, uh, you know, we went through this 11 or so years ago with the great recession. We thought then, well, this is a, a once in a generation scenario. And here we are 2020 going through something that not only is a deep recession, a lot of pain and worry and fear, but it was sparked by by a global pandemic. So now you've got a healthcare scare. You've got a complete change in how we live and socially are together. And you've got the normal characteristics of any recession, uncertainty, fear, worry, angst, all of that. So inside of organizations, we're seeing a couple of things, some things you would predict where everyone is battening down the hatches, trying to cut and strategize and just survive getting through this with their organization intact. So you've got a big bunch of organizations that are going through what I'll call kind of the traditional ways to go through a downturn in the economy. But there are organizations who are looking at this in a very different way. And this is, this is very much in line with the way we're navigating one team through this. From the very beginning of this pandemic, we sat down with our team and we said, look, the world's gonna go through a rough stretch. And our job as an organization over the next several months, as long as this goes on, is to prepare ourselves to be able to help our clients, to be able to help the market in any way they need once people get settled in and realize I still have to live and I still have to run my business. They're going to need help. Our job is to prepare our organization to be able to do that. So the way we're talking to organizations is this, what we'll call the, the old reality versus the current reality we're in. Yeah. We think the mistake is to try to reroute back to the old reality. We think that's a mistake. We think this place called the way it used to be or the old reality, we don't think that place exists anymore. We think the play is while you've been disrupted from outside of your organization is to disrupt your organization from the inside. In other words, just simply make it better. And let's go to the next reality and let's be excited about what that could lead to and 
as an organization who we are in the next reality, but not try to U-turn it and get back something that I don't think exists anymore. So we're seeing kind of a split between organizations who are just trying to survive it versus organizations who really are going for it. And I'll stop short of saying reinventing themselves, but certainly inventing the next iteration of who they are as an organization. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Um, and that's a really interesting perspective on how you're you're communicating that to clients and businesses out there. Um, I kind of like, I look at it like um, you ever sit around with a bunch of buddies you haven't seen from college and they just reminisce the when they were the star high school player, but they haven't worked out in 20 years. Like, let's talk about what we're doing today and tomorrow to get our health back. Yeah. That's right. And then try to go dunk a basketball, yeah. <laughs> you know, come with the rude awakening that, you know, my body can't do that anymore. Yeah. The bets are no longer, I bet you 20 bucks he can dunk it. It's, I got 20 bucks on an ACL or a tear or something. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like the CrossFit, you know, all the CrossFit folks, you know, when you, you know, I'm 53, you, you go and do CrossFit. That's a, I think a quick path to the you know orthopedic surgeons so i stay away from that it's a great marketing uh tool for uh for Car- Car- ortho carolina all the crossfit boxes um i want to segue over to um just some advice that you can offer some business owners especially with your unique background that uh, basically what we just talked about so without launching into a program um what's a daily mantra um you know a business owner can do to just and we talked about before we hit record you know, like six out of seven days are, are strong. And then, you know, we're all dealing with this. What's a daily mantra that somebody can do to kind of get them in the right frame of mind? Yeah. So uh, I think it's a very important kind of conversation to have uh, broadly and important conversation to have with yourself. Uh, I, I, I guess the, the, the most powerful kind of conversation I think one can have uh, with themselves is is what I'll call what's the what's which way back to true north. So if you if you say true north like a compass points me in the in the direction that gets me back to my core, my purpose, what matters most in life, what my highest priorities are, what I'm all about. True north when we get spun around and, and scared and frightened in the world that you thought you new and could succeed and blows up, you can get upside down and forget what matters most. Your true north will get you pointed back home, back to who you really are. So I think during turbulent times, working on your home base and making sure that you're pointed toward true north, back to your core, is job one. Because if you're clear-headed about who you are, what you're all about, what your business is all about, what you're committed to creating in the world, the how you do that will reveal itself. But once you don't really have what I'll call an inner you know, guidance system, then it's just kind of potluck. So I think that's, before we talk about business and strategy and operationally, how do we succeed? It's who are we, who am I, what are we all about, and make sure that we're always operating from that place on a daily basis. Is there any kind of strategy to, to, to look at that on a day-to-day basis if you feel you're veering off that? Is there something that you can advise people on how they can get there quickly? Simple. So, so think of a, um, a sailor out at sea. Once you get so far out in the ocean, there are no landmarks 
to tell you which direction you should be going or should not be going. So you have to have a compass, true north. So a simple way is just to take, a, for example, a post-it note. Write down a few things on the post-it note. Number one, uh, what brings me true joy in my life? Number two, what has me feel a sense of meaning in the most intense way? Number three, what are the acts or actions or commitments that I make that, that are the, the purest expression of my, the best version of myself. Just run, run one, two, three, post it on in your, on your dashboard or on a mirror so you have your, your, we'll call it your true north map in front of you at all times. Real simple to do. I like that. But just make sure. Now, the reason why this, we think it works for people is because think about the age we're in. Text, email, 24-hour news. I mean, just inundated with information. So if you can always have out in front of you the three things just to guide you through the noise, we think that really helps anchor people down. That's great advice. I, I kind of, you were saying that and it made me think, I think when I was telling you when I went through some uh, weight loss journey, before I started, I put a picture up on my next to my screen. Yes. Just looking at it every day, visualizing that's where I'm going to get to again. So I, that's kind of the takeaway there. And I'm going to totally take your advice on the post-it note. So that's mm -hmm. that you just you just thankfully gave you my next question. What gives you the most joy in life? That's great. Uh, so the basic is I'm a father of two and a husband of one. And my inner circle, my wife, my two boys, I think, being a parent is a role of a lifetime. Hardest job ever, best job ever, simultaneously, oftentimes. So that's, that's core to me, my, my family. Uh, in addition to that, the work that we do here, this is not, our company is not, it's just not a bunch of people trying to figure out how to make a living. Like, this is purpose work. And what we get extremely excited about uh, is simply trying to help people show up as the best versions of themselves, build the best companies that they can imagine, and have their lives go in a little bit of a better direction, feel better for them. That's meaningful for me. You know, I tell people this all the time when I'm speaking or just in general chit-chat, that you know, my life at this point is pretty simple. There was a time when my life wasn't simple. It was chaotic and felt at times even out of control. But my life right now is pretty simple. If I'm not here doing something associated with our work and our clients and our team, you can probably you'll find me probably at my home. So I'm either there in that part of my life or I'm here in this part of my life. And that's pretty much it. Friends and family in the work we do here. I used to play golf and travel and all, all kinds of stuff. Now it's really kind of binary. It's down to two things. And that makes me happy. And that is what I would describe as a meaningful life for Nicholas. I could totally relate to that because I was even thinking about, you probably remember this in your, your, uh, your track record as you advanced in corporate and you climbed the ladder and you started out as a, as a new business owner. There was like, there was more travel. There was more meetings. There was more of this. Now it's like, it, things are simple. Work out, be the best husband you can, be the best you know, business owner to your clients and to your, your team as you can, right? It's really that simple if you think about Less it. Is more. Less is more. Yeah. All those years that I was out there just kind of going and going and going and going and going, to my point earlier, 
because all of that activity wasn't coming from a place of core and purpose, I wasn't getting filled up by it. I was super busy, right. super chaotic, but no, no sense of a fulfillment. So now you strip all the unnecessary elements out and you get down to, for Nicholas, a couple of key things. Friends and family do good work with good people for our clients and now filled with joy. I love it. One last question for you. So, you know, you've probably read this or seen this in a lot of business leadership books, but you know, it's talked out about, it's talked about a lot that the best learning you do is not by the successes in life, by, by the failures. So as a business owner in the last 12 to 15 months, what's something that you struggled with? Again, I, I'm, I'm hoping other listeners that are business owners can pick up on this. What's something that you struggled with or had to make a course correction that was a, a learning experience for you in the last 12 to 18 months? And that's a loaded question because 12 to 18 months, is, it's been like this. It's literally been a, a roller coaster. But just something in general you think that any business owner could, could take away from. So um, as I've been sharing, a part of my, some of my patterns are I really like to go for it. Like to dream big and go for big. And for many years, that could be a gift and a curse. So that's something I still have to keep my eye on. So we're best as an organization when we're focused on the things that we're most committed to and we're most accomplished in. Like when we're really, it's like kind, of, kind of like drilling for oil. You drill in one spot and you just keep going and you stay committed to it. Where things get messy or off track for me and sometimes in our own organization, when we get too wide, when we get too wide and we say, you know, I bet we could do that too, right? I bet we could help them in this way. You got a great client, right? Yeah. And you're happy with how you're helping them. And then you it's I bet we could help them with, with this too. <laughs> That's when things get messy. So we actually try to operate with yeah. rigor. And I'm blessed to be surrounded by people who now will remind me yeah. when I'm getting too wide. Let's just focus on the things that we love, we're committed to do, and good at doing. That's really good advice. Like, the plumber walks in, fixes the leak. Man, I think I could be an electrician now. I think I could be build your deck. Yeah, be good at one a, thing. Yeah, I, that's I awesome. Was a yard guy. I was on a yard guy. He did fabulous yard guy. Man, this guy would <laughs> he made the yard look incredible. And my wife wanted to build this back patio and all this stuff and. You know, he, he said, you know, I, I do that too. I, I build stuff. That's, oh, no. <laughs> we just love you as you are now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I do build things, but do you build them as well, as good as you do gardening? Yeah, that's funny. Um, Nicholas, thanks so much for spending some time with me today. Um, what is the best way somebody can contact you or reach out to your organization uh, that, that need help in the services you provide or as you expand your team? Again, because I know you hire rock stars and uh, – you should, I'm sure you'll be looking for more rock stars. Real simple. Uh, OneTeamLeadership.com. There's a portal where you can communicate with us directly. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. We're looking for people who are committed and talented in the ways that we do our work here. Uh, and also, we're there to help people. That's why we exist. Really great to chat with you today. Thank you. Good to see you as well. Be well, my friend.